It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? Gomes with a fly ball, deep left field. Gordon's going to watch it go into the bullpen. Second grand slam in as many games for the Indians. Their eighth of the year. Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap him. That's gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com, and loaded down with Weezer and Pixies tickets to pass out. I believe that show's July the 11th out at Blossom. We'll get you in. Also, coming up 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, and of course, every single Friday, right here at 7 o'clock. We are pretty pro-marijuana on the Sansbury Show, but... At 9 o'clock, there's a family misusing okay. marijuana, and you shouldn't do that. No. You shouldn't no. do that. So we'll uh, we'll throw them under the bus at 9 o'clock. For those of you that think you're getting a Trump balloon in London, you're nuts. 9.30, I'll tell you why you're not getting that. Netflix is about to change the game, and you're about to be charged more money for it. Get ready for that. And at 7.30, Fantone and I have spent the last half hour trying to figure out how a young man got something... Got this one particular object stuck so far up his penis. Jeez. We can't figure out how we did it. No, we tried. Well. 30 minutes of it, dude. <laughs> well, we tried talking it out. We weren't like, all right, now you try. All right, you're good. But this kid, dude, he got something stuck pretty far up his penis. We can't figure it out. We'll all do it together as a class coming up at 730. How are you? Today? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. I feel well rested. Um, I was really taken back, and we talked about this a lot yesterday. I was really taken back with the response I got via the backyard fireworks. Um, it seemed like everywhere I went, somebody was like, dude, same thing happened to me. Or somebody was like, dude, you're such a dick. Why are you calling the cops on people putting off fireworks? And uh, it was very like, I mean, it was. It was very divided. Like I felt like people were very strong on one side or the other. Yeah, there. I figured that would happen. And honestly, I expected more people to be on the you're a snitch angle. Really? Yeah, I did. I expected way more of that. Snitches get stitches. Then. Yeah, and that's what I said to you yesterday. I, I was, get it. I get I was, it. And I told you, dude, like if, if this is the kind of person that you're dealing with and this is like somewhat of a neighbor of yours, that like, you know, close proximity to you, I'd be worried about what the retaliation 
retaliation will be. I think it is fair to say if you are a a shirtless backyard firework you know enthusiast that you're glued to the radio six to ten every Stansbury show listener. <laughs> exactly right, and a brick thrower too. I feel like that Venn diagram. There's a lot of overlap Crossover. in there. Sure. A lot of overlap in there. I so think so too. You probably bring up a good point, but it just seems like everywhere. That's I That's why went, I'm and- never in here saying Fantone's a horrible person <laughs> or anything like that. The last thing I need is other people, dude. I'm not Maxine Waters. You know what I mean? I can't have people just attacking Fantone in public. I can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it. So it was just, I, like I said, it was very uh, divisive. I felt like everyone I talked to yesterday had their opinion, and I guess that's a, a sign of a good radio show, there, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah sure. Um, so did the, <laughs> I guess. They, I guess. They, I mean, they say. Right. Did, so did they get it all cleaned up? Or are you? Are you yeah, all good for to go? the most part, all cleaned up there. And then, dude, I think the torrential downpour probably washed the rest of whatever was left away. Because I mean, dude, it's been pouring over by many areas. Yeah, I um. So I was out. Dude, I was in Orville yesterday when that storm hit, right. and honestly, it was bad. Like we were on the 16th like fairway, and my buddy John looked at me. He was like, "Dude, that cloud looks really bad." He's like, "We should probably go in." And dude, when he and I go in early without being like dragged off the course, you know something's wrong. And so, sure enough, they were in the clubhouse, and you couldn't see two feet in front of you. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it, how hard it was. Coming it was flash flood situation yesterday yeah. because I like I I saw that dark cloud, and I was just like, oh man! And then within five minutes, it was just coming down, and it just came down in sheets, dude. So yeah. I assume there's got to be, dude, a ton of people right now listening, and while they're running a sub pump, pulling that crap out of their basement, dealing with you know, like son of a bitch, this box is all wet now. I can't believe this. So uh-huh, run an apartment. <laughs> that's what you get for laughing at me for not having a house. That's what you get. Flooded basements dicks that's what you get i don't have a flooded basement i also don't have your credit score either so i guess that kind of works out for everybody are right, dude do you have plans this weekend what's going on uh no it's actually pretty low-key low-key yes, weekend for me uh i definitely am going to try to get a training session in spinebuster university okay, yeah, yeah yeah you know what we um we didn't mention this at all yesterday okay. and that's probably not smart okay so for those of you that don't know fantone's gonna wrestle yeah uh, he, he has uh, teamed up with Ohio Championship Wrestling. Yeah. The event will be on the 20th of July at Busbin. Um, my mom's coming into town that nice. day. So I believe my mom and I are coming to Busbin to watch you get beat up. Um, my mom will also be in attendance. And she's she was at first like, oh, Has Busbin ever been that uncool before? <laughs> just moms everywhere. Just dude. our moms just hanging out. She was like, I'm so excited to meet Dan's mother. She's like, I just can't wait to do it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, well, I'm so nice excited. to her. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is that's what Stansberry's going to tell you? Is that like, well, yeah, she's nice to you, but she's a bitch to me. Yeah, I brought her to the building once and uh, a woman that no longer works here. Uh, Meg said to me, she's like, your mom is so nice. And I was like, smoking mirrors. Dude. She like, was nice. Yeah, she dude. was nice. She was very, very yeah, nice. Yeah, she tries. You know what I mean? Like, she's, uh, you know, she realizes I think she's getting old and like, you know what? I better be nice to people now. Yeah, I would say as you get closer to death, it's like, I don't want my funeral to be a ghost town. Like, two people. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude, honestly, pressure's on my mom on that. Really? Like, no, dude, when my dad died, I mean, it was thousands mm. of people came mm. to that. Well, dude, I think you're going to have to accept the fact like, that nobody just, likes my mom. You're just not going to live up yeah, to that. Yeah, my brother and I keep trying to tell her. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to step your game up, Suze. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. What's yeah? What's the stories of Stansberry? What do you got going on? So, uh, dude, gonna play golf today. Okay. Um, and then tomorrow morning, I have somebody. Um, a friend of mine just got married, and just like I guess, just had twin boys, and her and her husband are like starting their life out, right. and um, they need some furniture. So I'm giving them my old couch. Ew. So they're coming by tomorrow, 10 a.m. to grab that. Very nice. And so honestly, I don't know what I'll be doing after that. And then honestly, I don't have a ton of plan. Like I, if you notice, I've been backing down shifts at the Agora, right? Because I've been wanting more and more in my free time, and it's been paying off dividends. It's, it is. It's weird coming up into this weekend. I feel like because 
it just yesterday felt like Monday so much mm-hmm. where I didn't necessarily like, all right, what are we going to do this weekend? Where that's, you usually, even thinking about that's it. usually the Thursday night conversation. I and know. like last night, it was just like, boy, case of the Mondays, huh? Yeah, my uh, you know my buddy said that all day yesterday. He was like, dude, he's like, it just feels like Monday. I was like, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> it is not Monday. It is Thursday. Again, we will pass out those Weezer and Pixie tickets. We'll do that around 830. And more Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Somebody ran some math down on Joey Chestnut. You know, the other day, he, uh, on 4th of July, he ate like 74 hot dogs. And I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I saw uh, the information get put out multiple times yesterday by multiple outlets. Apparently, they broke down the carb intake of Joey Chestnut. Right. It was 1,776 carbs that he ate in those 74 hot dogs. Okay, so now we're on 7-4 hot dogs, so July 4th. 74, and now 1776 in the carbs. There's no way this was coincidental, right? So do you think he planned to to stop at 74 or like that was the goal or like if I said this there's a good chance of it being true that if they said to him if you get to 74 nobody's beating you the only thing I'll say is if you break down enough numbers you're gonna find a coincidence you know what I'm saying you're gonna find something in there that's like I mean dude that's a pretty it's a pretty strange coincidence which I guess coincidences are by nature strange I, so I, I I don't know I don't like again I don't know if I believe the number breakdown or but it does seem like something you could I mean obviously they calculated it after he ate it's not like they cut him open to figure it out they they calculated off of what they knew he put in his body which means the calculations could be done before you tried it so I just don't know if I could believe that it's just that random. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to believe that, you know, all other sports, the fix is in. I don't know why the hot dog eating contest would be exempt from that, you know? So, yeah, I guess it's possible. I can't wait to talk to Munch at 7 o'clock. Because I believe something's happening in the NBA right now. It's being talked about just a little bit, but not enough. And if it were any other player... I think people would be pouncing on this. As a matter of fact, if this was Russell Westbrook, people would be pouncing on it. And the same guy who would be pouncing on Westbrook is giving LeBron a pass on it. It's Colin Coward. I'm a fan. Um, I like Colin. I don't find him to be as hot takey as everybody else. And I think it's because I host a show, so I kind of know that he's not really all that hot takey. He's just presenting another side to something to maybe to get you to go, oh, you know what? I never thought about it that way. And people then just take everything that comes out of our mouths as like our belief system. And that's not the, really the way it is, right? Yeah, I see that with Colin Coward. I and so I, I kind of like him, right? But yesterday, he's like, dude, like last year, he was like blasting Rajon Rondo. It was like, dude, I can't believe teams want Rondo. Like, what the hell are you thinking? And now that LeBron takes him to LA, now it's like Rajon Rondo's like the best thing in the world. And it's like, dude, LeBron's the best player in the league by a mile. We all know that. Kevin Durant's probably closely behind that. You can argue about three or four or whatever. But it's... He now goes to L.A., the premier franchise in the NBA. Can't be argued, right? Um, it's got a ton of history. It's, it's what, he doesn't want to play in Cleveland because you can't get star athletes to come with him. And so far, he has yet to have a star athlete join him on the Lakers. It's been underwhelming. You've said many, many times. That from a basketball standpoint, it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, the addition of Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and... Uh, and uh, If this uh, were the Cavs, they'd be getting laughed at. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're adding those to an already well-established team, and JaVale McGee, you're adding those to a well-established team. Good like bench players. Okay, those are guys that you would want to have as backup roles and things like that. But I mean, we've seen, J- we've seen McGee in an NBA Finals do his part. So, But if you're looking at those guys as like, boy, these are the building blocks. But, I mean, he signed a long-term contract, and I don't know if he necessarily plans on winning a championship day one, you know, year one. I, I no, just, it's maybe like Miami. You realize you're not going to win the first year. I just I just. I mean, but at least he got there the first year. You know what I'm saying? You That's made fair. it there the first year, and now it's like you're sacrificing the ability to do that to to maybe get something three years down the road. Dude, I love LeBron. I do. And even after this, I, I am still 100% a fan. I'm going to root for the guy. I'm going to hope that things go well for him. But I just don't get it, man. I don't. My thing is, if this were Westbrook, the whole NBA media would be talking about how he's difficult to play with, he's too demanding, and nobody wants to play with him. But it's LeBron, so we're starting to get a pass. But, dude, Kyrie ran away from here screaming. Get me away from here. Right? So there's one star player. I know he's injury prone, but he is a star player. Now, Kyrie's a little bit of a weirdo himself. The rumor is now he wants out of Boston, wants to go be a Nick. I think it's nuts. But if, I mean, him and Porzingis may actually be an interesting uh, pair up. But if I were a Boston Celtic right now with the best coach in the league and a young, good roster that I felt like I could take to the NBA finals, I'm staying put. But Kyrie left for here because he wanted to be the man, right? Now you go to Boston. It's like, well, dude, you're not really, you don't really have to be the man. You got hurt and they still ended up going to the, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know, had it not been for LeBron James, probably beat the Cavaliers, right? So, but I just feel like the narrative would be if another star player went to LA and couldn't get, dude, like Dwight Howard went through this. Well, and now the only thing I'll say is it's July sixth. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen between now and the start of the season, now and the All Star break trade deadline, and now and the finals of the season. You granted, know what I mean? Granted, and I don't disagree. However, we do know the list of names of guys who can move around, who have the ability to move around. We kind of know the list of guys teams would be willing to maybe trade or not. And I'm failing now to grab the name out of the air that says, oh, if he does this, maybe. Now, I want him to go get Damian Lillard out of Portland. I love Portland's my, like, they're my Western Conference team. Um, I lived in Oregon for a while. I saw Dame, I believe, his rookie year play a couple of times when I lived out there. And you could just tell that kid was going to be pretty good. Now, there are people who make the argument that you've already seen LeBron James play with Damian Lillard. They believe that's the Kyrie Irving experiment, but that turned out to be a title. Works pretty well. Exactly right. So, like, why not try that? I kind of like the Damian Lillard idea. But, again, he's not a splash name. Well, that's the thing is I don't think there's any one individual move that you could make that's going to figure out, that's going to solve this problem here. So you're going to have to make a bunch of non splashes to do something. So if that's the starting point, so be it. Um, I do think it's interesting here, and I mean the Cavs would be getting mocked right now if this was happening here. If that was if that was all you're doing, sure, it 100 would. Um, I think it's interesting though that as you know, the NFL did really, really well on this, and MLB really, really struggles with this, but you can see the NBA really making moves. The NBA offseason has garnered far more attention than the NBA regular season. You know what I mean? Yeah, is that good? I don't think it's good. I don't know. I gar- getting more attention when you're not playing 
I think from a brand perspective, you have to look at that and be like, that's good. We want that. You want to be talked about year-round, but if your league is more exciting when guys aren't playing, just when they're getting traded, I'd worry about that. You do have to balance it. You yeah. do have to figure out like where where do we where do we have, you know, some sort of of you don't want one to be too great than the other. But like, I mean, you you saw the NFL do it turn into a 365 a day year league where yep. it was like literally every day every no matter do the day after the Super Bowl you're already thinking about next year you're already thinking about what you know the draft you're already thinking about what happens next there's football hangover when it's over you're like I want more of that so like there just is a little bit of me that's like well they're they're, they're doing that but you can't sacrifice the product out on the court yeah I um. I, I worry. I get what you're saying because the NFL did a great job of being a year-round league years yeah. ago. They get you talking about it all year. Yeah. The draft's a big deal. You're right. The NBA needs to move there. They're doing a better job of moving towards there, and MLB is terrible at it. But you need to be your regular season needs to be better than it was last year. Do you think 25 years ago when the NFL was rolling this plan out of like, hey, let's try to make this a year-round thing? You know, maybe 20 years ago. There probably was a little bit of that same feeling of like, ah, I don't know where the balance is. But, uh, but- the difference there is that you have social media now. So everybody, what do I always say about social media? It's the over-examination machine. And so now everybody's going to over-examine everything you do. I don't disagree that you want to be talked about in the offseason. You got to be interesting all year. Dude, in, with people's attention spans right now, I want to be talked about all year round, no matter what sports No matter how you're doing no it. Matter, yeah. No matter what business I'm in, I want to be talked about all year round. I absolutely 100% agree with that. But I think your regular season needed to be better than it was last season if Otherwise, I think your offseason is going to rival your actual popularity. NBA regular season, ratings were at all-time highs. I, I still maintain that I think we're headed towards a crash, much like the NFL. Like The NFL's ratings slipped last year not because of the NFL anthem protest. They slipped last year because they were coming off 15-year highs, and you're just going to nationally tip off. I do worry, dude. I mean, NBA purists are starting to jump off buildings right now. Like, the league's gone, competition's gone, nobody wants to compete anymore, that whole thing. Now, I think people may be overreacting just a little, but, dude, NBA purists are starting to get really pissed about the league. On kind of a note that I know nobody's going to care about here is, like, dude, purists are jumping off the building, but Cavaliers summer basketball starts today, your first opportunity to see Colin Sexton in action. I do want to see that. What? What? No, I do want to see that. I do want to see Colin Sexton play because, honestly, if that kid ends up being something, who knows what might be able to happen. So it turns out we got some fake news. Okay. Ready for some fake news? I'm ready for it. Apparently, I don't know if this is true, but Brian writes in and tells me Nathan's Hot Dogs came out on ESPN and said Joey Chestnut never ate 74 hot dogs. There was a miscount, and they say he ended up eating around 66 hot dogs. And apparently, according to Brian, they are talking about electronic counting. From here on out, so this never happens again. Okay, here's what we do instead. (laughs) Can we just cancel the stupid thing where hot dog bits ends up in people's eyes and they're drinking like hot dog water and bits of buns floating around in there? It's one of the gross. Dude, I over, I love overeating. That is one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Which is such, it's such a mind f when you think about how delicious (laughs) a Nathan's hot dog. If you've never been to Nathan's hot dogs, it is one of the best things you're ever gonna have, and they just ruin it by shoving 74 of them in their mouth. Everybody 66. Just, well, yeah. <laughs> Joey Chestnut out there just doing his best Stormy Daniels, just shoving sausage in his mouth all day. But apparently it was not 74. Again, fake news. It is only the 66. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Nine. 
back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. Brian writes in and says, look, I think the reason why the NFL is so popular is because NFL or fantasy football is so popular. And I can't deny that those two things going hand in hand has helped the NFL. Yeah. Um, but baseball was the first sport to go fantasy. It was like the first sport to break out with fantasy. Yeah. And baseball nerds are still... Do my brother plays fantasy baseball every year. He's got like 50 dudes in his league. It's still massively popular. It's such a numbers game baseball is. Yeah. No, oh, you're not smart if you don't like baseball. Shut up, nerd. Um, yes, I would definitely say fantasy football and you know pickums and leagues like that, they, 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 they helped... They were accelerants on the fire of the NFL. Sure. No question about sure. it. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely helps the NFL. Um, I also think it's another re- fantasy sports is another reason why these leagues are starting to go. Yeah, gambling. Let's do it. Of course, dude. Of course. I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Why not? Like, there's money well, being made. Why don't we get some of it? Well, not only that, but they want to open the door for like DraftKings and like all those kind of places, and dude, they want to be able to take that money and feel guilt free about it. Has there just not been a lot of movement on the ground yet on that stuff? Because they, it was like, hey, it's legal, and it wasn't like the next day. It was like, hey, come, come bet here. So- no, I think it was. It was what New York or whatever, or was it Jersey? Jersey, I think, I think New Jersey kind of started. They're going to be the test bunny, um, and it makes sense because they already have Atlantic City, and so you kind of have that, um, you know. And so that makes sense. But it's been kind of quiet since then. I would just assume, and this is probably a lot like with what's going on with medical marijuana right now in Ohio, is that it takes a little bit of time to write up the laws. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time to figure out, you know, how will this be regulated? What's going to happen here? So it, to me, it just seemed like, hey, this is going to be so cool. And then drop momentum. But yeah. what do I know? It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'd love sports spending to be legal. Everywhere it should be, it's well within the parameters of what we let what we let adults do, and um, I, I'll say, dude, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. If you're a football fan, there is nothing better than sitting around Sunday watching every NFL game because they're all on in like ten different screens right in front of you in in a sports book. It is one of the greatest things you'll ever do. The buffet is always good. The betting's good. You got fans of all teams, all the kind of stuff. People are yelling back and forth. People are excited, ripping up betting tickets, jumping up and down for joy when they win. It's just one of those exciting environments. If you've never been into sports book in Las Vegas, I'm telling you, do make it make it a point in your life to do that. I gotta assume that the birthplace of the NFL would have some sort of like cool sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think right? in the, well, I think right. in the end they're going to be in the stadiums. Okay. I don't know why you wouldn't want a betting window in the stadium. Okay. Hey, dude, it's about to be halftime. Go bet the second half. Okay. Go get your beer. Bet the second half. I don't, dude. If I'm the NFL, I'm putting betting windows right in my stadiums, right that, there. That makes all sense in the world to me. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't. Because here's the thing: if your team kind of sucks, like let's say you're the Browns, right? And let's say let's say attendance starts to dip. Okay. You can make up that money off of a degenerate gambler like me. Now, all of a sudden, dude, you got three seats you didn't sell. I'm going to bet three games with you, probably lose, <laughs> and you get to take all my money. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's smart. If I'm the NFL, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm putting, because, dude, I know gamblers, and we can't help ourselves. We can't help it. We got to bet the game. We need the, because, dude, it's not even really about, dude, it's the action. That's part of it. It's part of the action. I need that action. I need that hit. It's like drugs. 
no conflict of interest there for teams to be accepting bets within their own stadium within that game? Well, I don't know about the legalities of it. I'm just saying what I would personally want. But yeah, I could maybe see an argument there. I, I would think maybe what you could do there is you could gamble other NFL games. You couldn't gamble the Browns game at First Energy Stadium. Nate's telling me he read an article that said West Virginia and New Jersey, I guess, are going to be ready for bets by football season. Okay, That's when they want to do this. I Every sport gets bet, but I I'm, and I'm speaking out of turn. I don't know this to be true, but my guess is nothing gets bet heavier yeah. than NFL football. Um, Maybe are, NCAA basketball. I was going to say, are there different rules or anything for collegiate sports when you go to one of those one of those sports places, or is it just like you go in there and it's treated just like a pro game? As far as no, I've never had anything explained to me any differently. Okay. When I I don't bet a ton of college sports anymore. Okay. Um, and if I bet college, I normally bet college football. I just like football that much more, so I pay attention to it more. I feel like I know more about my money. Um, now, I've made some bets when LeBron was a Cavalier and where I felt like, all right, yeah, they're going to mop this team up by 10. It's fine. Play the bet, whatever. But primarily, I am a football better. I don't normally bet baseball at all. Like You start getting a playoff series and this and that. It's like, yeah, all right, maybe. A little interesting. Um, and that's a lot of the reason why I do bet when I bet is because it makes the game more interesting. But they, that's when they want to get this done, is that you want to accept the football money. That's where all the money is, I would imagine. Of course. I can't wait. I'd put the betting window right there in Brown Stadium. Nothing to watch on the field. Yeah. Our, our poor buddy Dustin just standing there handing over money to that person. Browns win! Browns win! Browns win! Just betting it. Come on, buddy. Dude, that guy's got a job. He's back in the workforce now. Oh, God, dude, that money gone. And his job is driving around all day. <laughs> so you know, just get ready. Five, four, three, two. Justin's about to tweet you and be like, shut up, Phantom. Super Bowl. Jesus. Rody. The guy is convinced the Browns are getting a road playoff game this year. Convinced. And remember, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down. I said earlier this year that if the Browns make a road playoff game, that I personally will buy myself, Fantone, and our buddy Dustin, I believe it's at dcoon1980 yeah. on Twitter. I'll buy all three of us the tickets to the game and the hotel room. Dustin's paying for the gas on the road trip and beer. No, I'll buy beer. Somebody else has to buy gas. I can't go broke doing this thing. Yes. I work at Rock 106.9 for Christ's sake. I, I can't. You know gas. what I mean? I can't be homeless when we get home. You know what I mean? Can't have it. But he's convinced we're getting a road. And I know. I just know. Dude, I have the worst luck of anybody you've ever met in your life. Are you saying this? Yeah. Me double. I, this is not like the fourth time I've said it on the show. It's on record. You know, God, dude, huge accent. They're going to go like, <laughs> honestly, the Browns might be the first team in history to go 23-0 in a season. And like, I'm going to have to do this whole thing. I know. They don't even play 23 games. Stop Twittering at me. I know. But I know because I said this, it's going to happen. And, I, dude, I need to start saving my money. See, dude, we need legal sports gambling. <laughs> I need to double down. I need to lay the favorite so I can win some money. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. That happens next on Rock 106. 106.9. Morning, seven o'clock. So you know what that means. We're joined by my good buddy Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at three. Fox Sports thirteen fifty everywhere on the Free Heart Radio app, and of course, right here Friday mornings seven o'clock. Munch, I want to stick. I want to start rather with the NBA. You may. So LeBron James leaves, goes to LA. Told everybody he was leaving. Sure enough, the guy goes. Um, it's come out over the last few days that he and Dan Gilbert don't like one another. I don't know why anybody's shocked about that. I felt like that was one of those things we've always known forever. Then it turns out Kyrie Irving, not real wild about LeBron James. I don't know why anybody's shocked about that. I was pretty sure that was why the guy left in the first place. 
The bigger point, I think, for me is, <laughs> for me, I think the bigger point is this. You, the biggest star in the game goes to the biggest franchise in the game, L.A., and he can't get it. He can't get another like star player. I'm not going to call Rajon Rondo a star player. No, 20, you can't any longer. Not not any longer. We're, he's having at least thus far having trouble getting another star to join him. Is there going to be a building narrative that other great players don't want to play with LeBron James? Brother, we're going to find out in a hurry, and I'm not straddling the fence because you all never do that. It hurts the boys, okay? But let me tell you this: <laughs> I was told by members of LeBron's camp. Expect a star and a very good player to join him. Well, the star, of course, was Kawhi Leonard. That's still not a done deal. Uh, played such hardball, uh, almost a bit of, uh, uh, you know, not, not even being like, you know, a good pool. And you could say, well, owners will do the same to you. And the other player was to be Boogie Cousins. L.A. actually didn't want Boogie because they're finding out, just like Golden State, that Achilles is so bad. You may not see him to the All-Star game. Wow. Okay, Golden State is like, okay, fine. You know, we'll throw Loney out there since we got rid of McGee, or we'll throw anybody else out there, et cetera. But there is a new hit list, and there are stars on this hit list that L.A. is going to go after. Lillard, DeRozan, yep. Beal, Wall, and guess who LeBron wants? Who? He wants Kevin Love. So it's interesting to see what happens there. But as of right now, it's shocking. But i got to hit you guys with this. Don't know if you heard this. Here you have, and don't you want to slap the guy, open palm? Here you have LeVar Ball now come out. What is his involvement with the team? He's someone's right. father. He makes a statement yesterday, not Luke Walton, not LeBron even, who probably would be more qualified to talk about the roster, not Magic, not Jenny Buss. He comes out and says, just so you all know, Rajon Rondo is going to be the backup to my son Lonzo Ball at point guard. Do you freaking trade Lonzo Ball immediately to the worst team in the league? You find one, say, you're going to freaking Orlando because Disney World is where you, where you belong. You know that LeBron's not going to tolerate that crap if he did not tolerate Dan Gilbert, who didn't have BS. He just was a hardliner on some stuff. No, I think you take Lonzo Ball and you call Portland and go, we want Damian Lillard, and you want to sell tickets. So here's Lonzo Ball. Give us Damian Lillard. And I, I think that's what the Lakers should do. I want a Damian Lillard in the Cavs jersey forever. I, uh, well, I'll take CJ, though, our boy, from right around where you are. Absolutely. I would take McCollum, too. And if I'm LeBron James, I think he could do way worse than CJ McCollum. And he probably is going to end up doing way worse than CJ McCollum because I'm not buying the hype. I'm starting to believe that other star players don't want to be the next Kevin Love. They don't want to be the guy that has to change their game. And when it doesn't go well, they're the, they're the scapegoat. And I wouldn't want that job either. That job sounds like it sucks. Well, Dan, let me ask you this, though. It's a proven fact that we've seen it that you may be the scapegoat. However, you play hard, you buy in, LeBron also makes you better. And you know what else? He trusts you, you make a lot of money. Those are fair, fair points. SJR interested, okay? He trusts you. Not only does he make you better, but you make a lot of money. It'll be interesting to see. But you know what else? It stands for you're a freaking genius, isn't he, Fantone? Oh, yes. Is that this even shows. This, i got to hang out with you guys more often. I'll get smarter. Is that this even shows, Dan, that this is more than basketball for LeBron. That's Setting true, up too. the rest of his life. And you know what? Can you do it in Cleveland? Yeah. But just, come on. 
you do it much more in L.A. for the business he wants to get into. Before we switch off the NBA here, I do want to talk about the Cavaliers. I'm not yes, surprised sir. at all to find out that LeBron James wants Kevin Love to come out to Los Angeles. I mean, it just makes knows sense him. to yeah, me. Knows, knows him, knows how to play with him. And Kevin Love still has a lot of good years left in the tank right there. Uh, but that is going to leave the Cavaliers in uh, quite a predicament there and quite devoid of proven talent. Um, Munch, the East is wide open. And I don't want to say, like, what are the Cavaliers going to do? But They've got a lot of a lot of decisions and a lot of opportunity in front of them. What are they going to do with it? Bro, you know what? And again, is it possible to get better quicker? Yeah, it is. In a league where only five starts, not nine in baseball, not 11 on each side in football, you know, even in hockey, you could do it a little bit better. So, and with a couple reserves. So, yes, if you know what you're doing. That's why I don't buy in a Philly. You should be that bad for 10 freaking years, you know? We're going to find out if they ship love that they're saying that they want to compete immediately. And with the team they have right now, guys, with some of the youngsters, hey, could be six or seven seed. However, that could be the kiss of death if you are not drafting high. I am so torn over this because I don't want to see them suck to the days of Ricky Davis and Darius Miles. It was so painful. The love will mean a lot to see if there's a trade there, not just to L.A. or somewhere else. But, you know, if you're trading love, you can insist on a couple good pieces there, not name Lonzo Ball. Say, I got to have Ingram. I got to have this guy. And boom, you go from there. So we'll see how much LA is going to cater to LeBron James in getting his players. Yeah, I think they'll end up doing what he wants. I'm not sure it's going to be as much as what Dan Gilbert would do. Um, they're the Lakers. They're not as desperate as the Cleveland Cavs are. So I think there may be a little bit of that, but if they feel like they can get a title with LeBron, they're probably going to end up doing whatever the hell he wants. I mean, let's be honest. They want a title. Teams usually do, right? So does he. I I think they'll find a way to get that done. Let me ask you, Munch, now that he's gone, and he's probably, well, maybe at the end of his career, comes back, retires a Cav. You know how athletes do that. um, let Let me ask you, who's the biggest star athlete in the area now? You know, you know what? It's Frankie Lindor, Jose Ramirez. And here's the thing. Tell freaking Adam Schefter that, okay? Love the article yesterday, Paul Hoynes and a plain dealer at Cleveland.com, yeah. calling Adam Schefter, Alex Schefter, when he said the Browns are, are our next great hope. He should be drug tested. My God, a team that was 1-15 and 0-16, and the Indians are sitting there. Guys, again, it's sad because I've said for years, the Indians play by a different set of rules. The Dolans play by a different set of rules. Look what they're doing. Oh, and by the way, guys, the Indians have been in the Machado talks. You've got scouts following the Akron Rubber Ducks. You've got scouts following the High A Lynchburg team. And in Columbus, I'm hearing Dodgers, Arizona Indians, top three. However, do you want a guy just for three months? Because Machado's going to want the 10-year, $300 million contract but i got to hit you with this, which is even more inane in baseball. At 25, he'll get that easily. Could you believe when Seattle gave Cano his 10-year, $240 million, he was freaking 31? They knew they wouldn't recruit the last four or five years, and now they're going to recoup left because he's suspended for PEDs. Dude, you got, somebody's got to teach me how to go into a business where I can do a 10-year deal, $300 million, and six people <laughs> watch the sport. That's amazing. Just remember Fantone and I. And, guys, remember this, too, about Cano. <laughs> he was headed to the Hall of Fame. Now he's going to go to the Hall of Fame same way we are, by buying a ticket. <laughs> There's Munch on Sports. Catch Love Munch. you guys. Love you, Canton. Come on. You're lucky to have these guys rocking you. Keep me going, boys. He's right about that. So catch Munch weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. We'll talk to you again next week, bud. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com, and we're giving you Weezer tickets at 8.30. Also, 8 o'clock, Netflix has you exactly where they want you, and they're getting ready to go back into your pocket because of it. And you're going to pay. Oh, you're going to pay. We'll give you that coming up 8 o'clock. I got good news for everybody. Good, I need it. No, this is really good news. Okay. And we do have it. You said we wouldn't have it. We do have it. Okay. I just read it, blabbermouth.net. Good news. This we is great do. news. <laughs> this is great news. That 80s rock band, Vixen, are putting together ideas for a comeback studio album. Okay. All right. Everyone calm down. Why didn't they do that with their second record? <laughs> why, did, why, why did you wait 30 years? Can't lie, guilty pleasure right here. Not even surprised by that, dude. Not even a little bit surprised <laughs> Gu- by that. Like guilty pleasure right here. It's uh, it's on a couple of the gym like playlists. Edge of a broken heart is kind of. A it's good a good song. Kind of is a good song. And dude, I was right in that age where that chick was like hot. Where I was like, oh my god, I was like watching MTV every day after school. And I'm like, oh my god, I want one of those. Where do I get one of those? Now I'm 42, and I know that you get them on short. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you get one of those. Um, I mean, dude, they're like 60, right? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, look at these broads in the 80s, dude. You're 25, 26 here. Yeah, like the singer, like, she could totally get it. Yeah, dude, in 1984, sure, she yeah. could, bro. Yeah, yeah. But dude, Whatever it's, it was. It's 2018 now, so I don't necessarily know if it's going to hold up. I'm, oh, I just saw a photo. It does not hold up. I'm surprised that Vixen 2.0 hasn't happened. Not like, hey, Vixen's coming out with a new record, but where's like that, hey, we're four rock chicks, and I'm up here playing bass, and she's playing guitar. We're going to go back to back. What's interesting about that is they're normally pretty good when a van breaks out like that. Vixen's not the best example, but like the Runaways in the late 70s were awesome. Like that band was fantastic. Now it's because secretly behind it all, Nikki Six was kind of writing for what's her name. Um, But that's kind of what made that great. But they were awesome. Um, The Donnas were another band like that that were really good. Kitty is a good like female band. All we have now are front women. I mean, you'll have like, you Hailstorm know, or, right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some, you know, chick bands out there like in this moment and, and whatever. But like, they're not like chick bands. They're just bands with a chick, with singer. A chick singer. Yeah. Where is the like, we're all in it together. The four of us playing music. Yeah. The Donna's was like the last one of those, right? I don't, I, I, I don't, I mean, I love Kitty. And I mean, those were, those are four women. So like, that's the last thing I can kind of remember. I love the Donnas, too. People always used to knock their singer because she was a little chubby, but I always felt like she was kind of hot. I was always into them. I like them. But yeah, Vixen, putting together ideas for a comeback studio album. Mm. So good news for you. 40 years after it gets released, you'll hear it right here on Rock 106.9. Edge of a good. broken heart coming up next. That'll be good. Your grandkids will get to hear a new Vixen on Rock 106.9. So we were talking about this before the show started this morning, and neither one of us can figure out how it happened. Right. You all have one of these, all right? It's a cell phone charging cord. Okay. And a young kid, I believe he's 13 or something like that, was curious. Yeah, 13 years old. He was curious. So he inserted 20 centimeters. For those of you looking for the conversion, it's 7.8 inches. We'll call it 8 inches. Okay. He inserted eight inches of a USB cable Ugh. up his penis Ugh. before realizing 
he could not pull it back out again. Now, his parents then took him to a local hospital. This is in China. Which, dude, I'm sick and tired of hearing about how smart the Asians are. Like this, <laughs> dude, like seriously, like, dude, this, I expect this out of like Salem. Why the hell am I getting it out of China? You know, like, what the hell's the matter with Well, you? the thing I'll say about that is, dude, well over a billion people in that country. So there, some dummies. there is the Salem equivalent in China. I don't know what it's called necessarily, Ugh. but there dude, is. imagine another country Salem. There yeah. is a Salem, China. Yes, there is. I'm not looking forward to that. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Not a hot spot of tourists. This kid got eight inches of a USB cord up his uh. Penis. And then, it, dude, apparently it started to like bound, like bind up inside of him, like in his body. Get tangled. Yeah, they okay. had to like get in there. Okay. Let me see. Uh, the facility's resident urologist said he cut off one end of the cable and inserted it into his urethra. She added the cable reached his bladder, where it then tangled up in a knot. So we tried to pull it back out, but it became stuck. They uh, had no other option but to operate on him. They cut into his bladder to find a knotted cable, snipped and tangled the section, and removed the remaining uh. cord through his urethra. The same way it went in. Oh, good God. That's like jogging. It's fun the first way, but then it's like, <laughs> dude, we got to jog back. That sucks. Uh, the boy claims, just curious, needed to know more about my genitalia, was discharged from the hospital on the 3rd of July. Uh, that was about two weeks after surgery. God, imagine that, Bill. Now... There are some of you that may know some of my history from when I was a kid, right. right? I had been, I had a neighbor take advantage of me, right? So that just makes you weird. It also makes you want to sexually experiment way before you're really ready, and it, it's led to some serious problems in my life, right? So I have definitely been curious and like, let's try this, let's maybe do this, and maybe we'll borrow from this, and let's try this, but dude, never once. Okay, so then that, that's like growing up, right? Like that's, <laughs> okay. like, that's like growing up. All right. Then you get to be a little older, and I no longer live this way, but you get to be a little older, and some of us have experimented with some hard drugs, and you shouldn't. <laughs> okay? And you shouldn't. I want to get this, I want to make this abundantly clear. No, I'm, not, you I, I'm not telling anybody to go do drugs, do right? Not. But I have definitely experimented earlier on in my life with some hard drugs. And cocaine being one of them. Dude, a decade isn't an experiment, bro. Like, that's not how experiments work. I hope you know that. You ask any scientist, they'll tell you they want 10 years of data before they release any study. You shut up. I was experimenting. Okay. And I can tell you this, that that drug, the moment you put it in your system, it makes you go, dude, text that girl. You know, the one with the big boot. It always makes you want to do weird, kinky sex stuff. Okay. Like, the moment you take that drug, it's like, dude, let's do something dirty. Okay. Right? Never once did I ever look at myself and go, let's stick things in my urethra. No. <laughs> I'm glad because that, that's going to be a problem. I, I mean... What the hell is the matter with this dude? I, I, I've definitely heard of this before. I don't know exactly what the term for it is, but like I know there's been... Throughout history, there's been societies who I have. It's the R word. Well, to 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 um give yourself a better erection would put something hard into the urethra there, where they would do that, but it would be something that they were able to pull out there. So that's not necessarily, you know, this is an uncharted territories we're getting into. I have. Ironically, I have found <laughs> that if you if you get that part of your body near yeah. near something soft, 
That's what it, norm- <laughs> it normally mean? it normally will stiffen for you. So I, I guess like there is a little bit of you're 13 years old. You're just the horniest person on the face of the planet. Let's be real. Like there's nothing else that you know you're doing with your life other than you know taking care of yourself. That's I mean that's true. Like a 13 year old boy would literally dry hump legs if you wouldn't neuter him. Between the, <laughs> I was gonna say between probably 12 and 16. That's when it's like oh my gosh, dude. Enough. How many showers we you gonna take, it. dude? We get it, dude. Your entire Sock drawer is empty right now. We understand, dude. Just, just like, you know, half socks just standing up on their own. But uh, so I guess to me, it's just like, how did the phone cord? Because you had to obviously you had to cut the USB tip off of it, right? You, I mean, you've got that ed- end right there. So you had to cut that off, right? Okay. So this is, we're looking at the male end of my cord that would go into my phone. Do you think, I mean, so at that point, to me, it's like a wet noodle. Is it like how how far up could that have went? And I guess eight inches if you just keep shoveling it in there. But I would think that there would have been some sort of, and, and I guess maybe the bladder was the blockage point where it was like, all right, I can't go up into you any further. Therefore, I'm just going to start like bundling up. It just seems like that wouldn't be a very good thing to stick in your urethra if that was your plan. 15 years, I believe it is. Okay. Maybe more. And Fantone's officially found the line of where I won't go to entertain the audience. If you think I'm cutting the end off of this cord and finding out how eight inches, oh, first of all, here we go. If you think I need eight inches of that phone cord, how about that 13 year old kid? Speaking of Asian stereotypes, dude, I mean, good lord, this dude just bucking the trend. That's true. I never thought of that. I good for him. I never thought of that. Good for him. Yeah, dude, the one Asian. He's just like rocking it. Thirteen years old. I, dude, again, I have been curious about my anatomy forever. Yeah. Never once did I look at my urethra and be like, dude, I bet things fit in there. Yeah, I don't even think that's a... My whole life is about wrapping that part of my body in a condom (laughs) so a doctor doesn't have to stick anything in there. Good grief. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. If you were there this past weekend, you know what a good time honor fighting championship events are. But if you missed out, don't worry. I got good news for you. You can still make it to their next event, Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night. It is at Nautica, and it all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Honor Fighting Championship, they are raising the bar when it comes to combat sports, and fight night at Nautica promises to be their biggest event ever. Tickets are on sale now. They're going to move quick, though. I don't want you to get shut out. Get your tickets and VIP packages available to you at HonorFightingChampionship.com. One more time, that is HonorFightingChampionship.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 coming up at 8 o'clock. Netflix has you right where they want you, and you're about to pay. Oh, yeah. You're going to pay. We'll give you that. Also, 8.30, we'll pass out those Weezer tickets. I've been saying this to Fantone for two days. And so I figured we'll just do it. I said to for two days, I've been saying to him, why isn't this story plastered all over every news outlet there is? And I think, of course, the answer is, is because we tried fighting this war once and nobody wanted to hear about it. And as a matter of fact, there are people who believe and I amongst them that it lost us a presidential election by talking about it too much and not focusing on other things and actual issues that other people are worried about in their day to day lives. Okay. And that's climate change. I believe it is hard to deny that there has been climate change. I don't believe you could put 7 billion people on a planet, go from no machines to four cars in a driveway, and say that there has been no human impact 
on temperature and climate and the changes in your environment. I, I believe that is honestly incredibly short-sighted. Much like people who tell me, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no intelligent life whatsoever in space. That, I think that's crazy. We, we may have not found it yet. They may not visit here. But to say nothing's out there, I think is a little short-sighted. Okay. Much like I don't believe you could just say that the human being hasn't done anything that would negatively affect the climate of the planet. I don't know how you could come up with that with that idea. I don't know how you could do that. I think the counter to it is, or the thing that people are going to bring up here, is that, like, yes, there's definitely CO2 leaked into the air from cars, and there's issues, you know, with sulfur dioxide and things like that, but volcanoes have always existed on this planet. They've been spewing out the same stuff, so it's like... You know, what's different about that? What, you know, if, 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 if volcanoes exist and Earth can survive those, then it's not that big of a deal when cars do it. Well, ask everybody in Hawaii who just went through that volcano how well, that works. I'm not out. saying, like, the lava is the same. I'm just saying, like, the, the amount of, you know, uh, negative things okay. shooting up into the air is no different than a volcano going off. So what's why, you know, why, why is this any different? Well, one thing we can control a little bit, and the other one we cannot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right? Okay. I mean, I think that's the that's okay. the flip side. And I know you're just presenting a, I am, a yeah. side. I know you ultimately are on my side on this. The reason I bring this up is because of this. This is for climate change deniers. So just so you know, over this last week, we have set all-time heat records all over the world this last week. All-time highs. The, the weather is rapidly changing. And just look back at when you were a kid versus now. Aren't the seasons drastically different? We did February four times this year. Four times. We waited forever for winter to be over. Summer feels like it's starting later. The, it definitely feels as if we still get all the seasons, but they're being pushed back on some level, right? Yeah, it feels like things start probably two months later than they used to. Okay, well... But so what changed? How much of that though is us looking for and once again this is devil's advocate argument here. Okay. How much of that is us looking for like because in 1988 if there was, you know, if if spring felt like it came late, there would just be the argument of like, "Eh, yeah, well, dude, you know, sometimes that's how it goes." Well, like We didn't know stuff. I I I just see people making that argument of I see people who want to stick their head in the sand making that. We're argument. looking to we're looking to find the cause and correlation are two different things here. It's not necessarily because of this, this is just, it happens to be happening. Oh, maybe. Okay, I don't know that I'm right. Okay, so maybe. But that feels like a huge coincidence to me. Right? Like, that just feels like, uh, that feels very easy. Uh, it's just happening. I guess what I'm going to compare this to is, and I know these are two very different things. This is like okay. apples and Tupperware that we're comparing here. But, like, I'll compare it to autism in the sense of, it's not that there's more autistic people now. It's just that we're better at diagnosing. We're looking for it. We're finding it. And that's what people will say is that, like, well, when you look for something like that, then, of course, you're going to be you're, you're gonna be able to find your data points that match you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole picture is getting worse. I don't know. I think me going outside and the temperature being different in, in okay. certain parts of the year than it was 10, 15 years ago isn't me looking for anything. It's me going outside going, geez, I need a coat right now, and I didn't 10 years ago. Okay, I th That's what I think. It's just record highs, 
all-time highs. Heat all over, not just in America, all over the world. Now, the argument has been presented um, by numerous people, including the President of the United States, that global warming is a global conspiracy um, that has been brought on by the Chinese to weaken American industry. And what I mean by that is that, you know, China's just going to keep on pumping out, you know, pollution and not care and whatever. They don't have regulations over there where they knew Americans were going to freak out about this. Americans were going to get all concerned because we're a bunch of tree-hugging, you know, liberals or whatever, and we are going to put, you know, and I know the EPA is probably not the thing to talk about today, but we're going to put regulations in. The EPA is going to do something. We're going to stifle our productivity, the ability for America to be great again, and China is just sitting there laughing at us because they've got everyone in cahoots, and, you know, they're, they're able to keep, keep, you know, the train moving as, as planned. I mean, that would be great, but we started shipping over jobs Overseas in the 1980s. I mean, dude, Michael Keaton made gung ho in like 1984. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's not like we just started doing this yesterday. Hey, Japan, take these jobs because you know what I mean. We don't want okay. the emissions in the air. We started shipping jobs over there in the Reagan, dude, before Reagan. So no, that's what I'm saying. Is that dude? My brother's one of these guys that doesn't necessarily want to come off. And I think it's just because it's political. Like he doesn't want to come off the fact that it could be because he doesn't want to give up that position politically. But I think in his in his heart of hearts, he knows that it's legitimately happening. You just hit the nail on the head 100%, bro. This is no longer an issue about science or facts or data. This is the political debate now. And like I said, if you're on one side of it, you're a libtard that wants to, you know, to, to kill America. If you're on the other side of it, you know, you're, you're a conservative that wants to, you know, burn the evergreens. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it's very much gotten into. You're right. That's what happened. There's zero room for flexibility. There's zero room for, hey, there's new data presented. I can change my position on this. I can see something and reevaluate. It is this point. It's tribalism. And well, it's also part of that America thing where it's like, dude, if you change your mind, you're not evolved. You're a flip-flopper, man. You flip-flopped. No, what I did was is I heard new information. I'm smart, so I took that new information in and went, oh, you know what? I never really thought about it like that. I'm not so rigid that I can't change my position. But I know for the people without soles on their shoes, it's like, no, you flip-flop, man. What are you, John Kerry? They're going to make the argument of uh, you're getting that information from the media. They're they're skewing it to. I'm getting to, it from walking outside. They're skewing it to 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 you know. You play think to I need Holly Strano to tell me it's hot out there? <laughs> is that what you think? No, all I got to do is open my door. It is ungodly hot. So with it being a not pol- today, today's a bad example. With it being well, and that's the thing too is people will pick out their one data point and be like, "Well, dude, it's pretty cold today, well, so my, you're an idiot." No, my, that's my least favorite thing. Oh my god, cold today. Where's your global? Where, where's your global warming? It's like, guys, global warming does not mean it's never not going to be cold. Once, once. But thank God people are that dumb. Like, thank God, because that's how we sit in here. <laughs> once, once it became a divided issue politically, there is no, there's just no wiggle room. No and it's, it's much like, it's much like I feel like new teaching concepts. And I don't want to say common core because once I say common core, it triggers people and they're going to be like, nah, you libtard idiot. But like, it's, it's, it's new ways of teaching where it's like it became politicized and you can show all the evidence in the world of like, hey, this is a better way to learn math. Now, if not implemented perfectly or there's, is there corruption in the system? Of course. Not, not the right textbooks I, or I, I'm whatever. Not, I'm not sure. saying, I'm not saying that like, well, Common Core is the most perfect thing on the face of the planet, but you can't introduce that new, that new thought process because people, it's become politicized. You know why people have a problem with Common Core math? I don't know why. A, it's because they don't get it. Because you don't understand your kids' homework, but mm-hmm. guess what? Newsflash. My parents didn't understand my homework either but they didn't go to the school and like blame the teacher right 
So there's that. But really why people don't understand Common Core math, it's really this, is that math is being now turned into two subjects into one. It's not only is it teaching your kid arithmetic, but it's also teaching your kids problem solving. And that's why you don't like it. It's because you just want numbers stacked on top of one another because two and two makes four, and that's math, and that's how the world makes sense to you. But my sister-in-law, an educator, a provost at a private university, and a UNLV college professor on the side explained it to me very much like this that Dan that when you were in high school it was important to test you on what you knew and what you could retain the problem is with that is that you no longer need to retain any information because it's all on your cell phone in your pocket right now so what we need to teach these kids for in the world that they will be entering in is deducing a situation problem solving and how to attack a situation on multiple facets you not understanding your kids homework is actually one of the best things that could ever happen for you because if they were coming home with the homework from 1950, then we're not advancing the educational system in this country. You not understanding your kid's homework is the best possible thing that could ever happen. Also, again, this is where people always want to get mad at me, but they are called your kids. So maybe take a couple hours, shut down Netflix, shut down the streaming. Oh my God, Friends Marathon, and maybe bone up on Common Core so you can help your kids. You've seen that episode of Friends before. You don't need to watch it again. You're going to be fine. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, maybe invest some of that time into those two hellions you just had to have because your life was so empty, you need a little Bobby running around. Well, yeah, Bobby needs to learn things, so you may have to learn some things too. Netflix is changing the game. They got you right where they want you, and they're after your money and we're all going to pay. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking a little climate change, and I'm not going to harp on it all day. But I'm being told to relax about it. No worries. You're, You're overreacting to it because this guy tells me, my cousin's a pilot. And he flies over the poles all the time. There's no melting going on whatsoever. You'll have to excuse me while I side with the 300 scientists that did peer-reviewed studies. You can Google what peer review means. It means other people that work in that field checked the math to make sure it was right. Yeah, and every study comes out says that it's happening. I'm going to trust scientists, peer-reviewed scientific math and data over a guy looking out a plane window. I'm just sorry, dude. Like, dude, I read crazy comments every day via social media. That one takes the cake for the week for sure. Well, now I'm looking at this plane. Dude, does that... All right, so, you know, I want every plane to land right now. You bring me every flight attendant, and then I'm putting them in charge of, like, all, like, the science stuff in this country. Hear that? Akron Canton Airport, dude, you guys got new jobs. Good Lord. The lengths, the mental gymnastics people will go to to not have to give up that their side might not have it right. At least I'm willing to be able to be moved. I believe it's happening, but if the data came out tomorrow that said this, I wouldn't be like, well, no, dude, my brother rides a motorcycle in the desert, and so no, it doesn't mean this. Like, at least you could get me to move. Yeah, I mean, this isn't necessarily like a moral conviction, you know what I'm saying? Some things are worth standing on and saying, like, hey, this is what I believe, but this is one of those things that should be like, well, if new evidence presents itself, then, then I'll of, move. Then of course I'll move. This isn't, you know, this isn't that, you know. Information came out yesterday, I saw it. That Netflix is now the number one television provider, beating out broadcast networks. Not surprised. Should not be surprised. Not surprised. Netflix, I believe, is partially responsible for this, but they've trained you to watch television in a new way. 
It used to be you wanted a show to have a really good hangover, like hang at the end of the episode. That way, next week, you wanted to go see it. But the attention span of the average human being has dramatically reduced. And they know this. You don't remember what happened a week ago. You don't remember what happened this morning on your way into work. No, it, it's 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 obviously a binge watching society nowadays. And it's funny because you say, you know, the average American, we have no attention span, but we will sit there and watch seven episodes of, you know, The Walking Dead or whatever. show yeah, you're but, binging at the time. But are you watching? Like, let, let's, okay. I, I'll, I'll use me as a perfect example. So I, I've been struggling with like, I need a new binge. Right. So I actually went way old. And uh, I have not only do I have Netflix, but I also have Hulu with live TV. And with Hulu, you know, it's like everything else. You can, you know, stream shows or whatever. And I went back and I started watching that old show, Wings. Okay. I started watching that again. Dude, that thing was rolling in my bedroom last night for hours. I could hear it, but I was on my phone. I was texting. I was, like, prepping the show. So it's running, but I'm not watching it. Do you think maybe it's because sitcom different than, like, a a Game of Thrones? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, if you did something where I knew I needed to be invested, I'm probably more likely to try. I think think frequently on this show I've mentioned that I am anti-binge watching. Yeah, you're not a fan. I'm not, and I won't watch more, you know, like you said. But if it's, it's like, friends on TBS, I'll let it run in the background. But, like, if I'm watching a show, I'm not going to watch more than one episode at a time there's a part of me it's because it's like you tear through a season too quick and you don't really get to enjoy it but i am trying to recreate that wednesday at nine you know what i'm saying that's when it comes back and i've got to think about it all week of like oh my god who did shoot jr what did happen there right and 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 and, but it's hard to do it really is is. when it's sitting right there in front of you it's like eh, you want to watch another episode so now netflix has us all where they want us meaning we're all beholden to them and what happens when that happens? The prices go up. What do you think we're more beholden to? Netflix, which we all get our entertainment from, we all have, we all use. And I mean, like, my parents, you know what I'm saying? It's not just like, oh, well, these millennials nowadays. No, my mom is Netflix. addicted to Netflix. Everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody uses Netflix. Um, or Facebook, which is another, everybody uses it. Um... I'm going to say Netflix. Netflix has uh, has the grasp in us more? Yeah, because the TV's been part of your life forever. Okay. And so I think it's just... I bet if I polled most Americans and asked them which one they'd be willing to give up first, I bet the answer is Facebook. I would say... Because I think there's exhaustion with Facebook. There's not really exhaustion with Netflix. Yeah, okay. Your neighbor's not annoying you with their political you know, viewpoints on Netflix. I would say that I think we're more addicted to Facebook. That's because it's on our phone in our pockets. But I think a lot of people watch Netflix on their phones. I do not do that. But- I have the app on my phone. I don't do it a lot unless I'm like away from my house. But yeah, I could see that. But I also think um, people use Facebook be in times of boredom, right? Not, not that obviously that's part of what you're doing with TV too. My point is, you're choosing to press what's what you're watching on that on that TV. You're using Facebook in line at the bank out of out of habit, yeah. just because it's something to do in that moment. I, okay. I'm being forced to wait. Okay. I'm an American. I shouldn't have to wait. Stimulate my brain. I'm bored. Where I think you go to Netflix with destination, like I'm, I okay. want to watch this. So okay. I think it's a little bit different. But they're growing even larger, right? Now. So what they're going to do now is that they're going to give you. A a higher priced tier. Okay, it will. In addition to supporting Ultra HD, you'll be able to play back on four separate screens all at once. You'll have HDR and HD audio, and it's going to cost you somewhere between twenty and twenty five dollars a month per 
like US dollar, right? And get ready, that's going to be the price of Netflix. This is what companies do. This is, dude, this is drug dealer mentality right here. This is how drug dealers work. We'll give you a little until you're hooked, and then the prices skyrocket because that's how they make their money. First hit's always free. That's how drug addicts work. Remember Netflix? Yeah, try it free for seven days. Try it. Get in your house. Next thing you know, that blow goes up the nose easy. Next thing you know, you're three eight balls a week. And that's how Netflix got you. That's exactly how they got you. Try it. Just borrow it. You'll want to use it. Next thing you know, they got you hooked. And before you know it, the prices are going to go up. And here's what's going to be hilarious in all this. The reason why you started Netflix, the reason why you went to Hulu, is because you were looking to cut the cord. Because it was too much money. Do you think Netflix is going to end up giving you everything? And when you knock out the, the, the traditional like cable channels, you think they're just going to continue to give you this for $10 a month? Once they've knocked out the biggest comp- competition that, that's ever been there? No. You don't think that this is... I mean, we're giving you multiple options here. You can have the basic Netflix next Netflix plan, which is you know nine ninety nine a month. You can have the average one, which is you know twelve ninety nine, or you can have the premium sixteen ninety nine a month. You're giving your you're giving your audience diversity there. You're giving them multiple options that way. If you are, I'm just looking strictly to be frugal. Hey, we've got a good plan for you, or I want everything available to me. Then we've got a good plan for you too. When 65%, 70% of the people are willing to pay, what do they care about the 30? Eventually, you're going to come on board. When everybody has it and you don't because you're not willing to jump $10 a month, you're going to pay it. When, and and I, like I started thinking about this. right? So my cable bill now, I don't have cable, but I have internet through right. my cable company. right? That's like $77 a month is what my, is what my internet costs. So now add in $40 bucks for my Hulu. Now another eight on top of that for having Showtime for Hulu is is if that's forty bucks for Hulu that's expensive that's more than I thought it was Hulu with live TV okay you so get, you're, you're tiered up there I you, am you're tiered upgraded up. okay I am, so you can get a Hulu account much cheaper than that I wanted to go with live TV basically it was for the NBA finals okay. I wanted to be able to watch those games and so now that's forty bucks plus eight dollars for Showtime on top of that because I wanted to be able to finish Billions right I'm probably going to cancel that now. And then you add Netflix on top of that, which I think is like 12 bucks now or whatever I think the, the, my plan is or wh- whatever it is. Like, I'm getting close to what my cable bill was. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, I think at this point people can make, well, these are better options and arguments are better options than cable. This See, is a better- I disagree. So, like, I have Hulu with live TV. They tell you you have a DVR, but you don't really. You can rewind something as you're watching it but i tried recording like three shows and i go to my stuff and i go to my dvr and you try to play them and it tells you no you can't play this i think it's only like a dvr in the moment and so like that's not great if i had regular cable i'd be able to tape stuff i'd be able to like record sorry millennial i'd be able to record something and then like and then i know i have it like the one thing about cable that i gotta give it now i know this is probably the wrong day to do this because spectrum was out a little bit yesterday in a lot of areas but 99 percent of the time you turn it on, and there it is, and it works. There's something about cable, and I still have it, and every day I think to myself, like, dude, cancel this. I can't this. believe you still have it. I know, I can't either. And I'm like, dude, cancel this. And then other times I'm like, no, dude, don't, because you watch TV. But, like, there is something about being able to turn it on, and it doesn't feel like a commitment. When I sit down with Netflix, there's a little bit of me that's like, well, you're watching this. You should watch this. And I don't know why Friends on TBS works better for me than Friends on Netflix, but there's something about it. And I don't want to say it's the commercials, but maybe it is. But like, there's something about channel surfing. There's something about like... Well, see, again, with Hulu, you can do that. So maybe... Netflix maybe doesn't have that. Maybe, and I always said that. Maybe that's maybe that's what I need to do, but there's something about it that's just... It, it is. It's different. And it's crazy. 
crazy to think right now, dude, that cable television is like a luxury item. Like, uh, growing up, like, all my friends had cable. Like, you know, it was just very commonplace. But now it's like, oh, damn, dude, look at you with cable over there. Like, man, Mr. Big Shot over there. And it's like cable, man. It's not, I mean, it's not gold. Well, it is now. I mean, it's a lot of money. Well, I guess it was probably always a lot of money in that day's money. Um, People are telling me, just get an HD antenna and, and you'll get all the channels. I tried when I first moved here. It doesn't work in my apartment. Those things, I guess, are based on how far in proximity you are to the broadcast center. I think that's one of those things, too. If you wanted to invest into one like on your roof, you could do that. Yeah, but I, but I, I can't you, do you that rent, in my apartment so, building. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that in my apartment building. Um, another guy telling me here, Netflix should be losing out to Disney and Marvel soon as they're going to set up their own stream and pull all their products and do that whole thing over there. Yeah, except for the fact that I think that that's what's going to stop Disney and Marvel from taking over, that it's going to be too centric, that it's going to be too, it's just this Star Wars and Avengers stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I know the Disney movies and this and that, but Netflix can pull from everywhere. And I think Disney's going to make the mistake of making it too much money. But does Disney at that point pull ABC stuff off? Does Disney at that point pull sports oh, into ESPN it? ESPN and ABC will probably e- move over. Yeah, so at that point, you do have, it's not just Avengers and Star Wars. You've got all those Marvel movies, all the Disney princess stuff, anything that's on Disney Junior, Disney Channel, or whatever the hell those things As are. As the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, you cannot get me to pay for a Disney streaming service right now. You could not get me to pay for that. I don't have kids, so I don't care about the movies. I don't care about like the princess movies and all that stuff. I could care. I could not, could not care any less about the Avengers. So I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't get it. No, I don't get it. Thor sucks. I do the whole thing sucks. It's it, dude. It's an abomination. I don't understand it. If Disney thinks I'm paying them money, they're out of their mind. Uh, out of their mind. Hey, dude, give me a 40-year-old in spandex <laughs> leaping buildings with a hammer in his hand. Can I have that? Will you make me that movie? Ugh. Oh, God, just so annoying. So 4th of July got pretty exciting out there at Alliance. We bag on Alliance a lot, and we're going to get to do it again. That's next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I'm still arguing with the guy who told me his pilot cousin is telling me climate change isn't real. So you're making this personal. I was like, no, I'm not, dude. You just told me in your first tweet that the melting caps isn't happening, even though it was peer-reviewed, study done, actually by two climate change deniers that ended up switching their position after they did the study. There's only 50 of those out there. Not making it personal. I'm just telling you, you're telling me something isn't happening happening that we have proof that it is. Stansbury. There is no argument whether or not climate change is happening. The only argument is whether or not it's man-made. The argument's not whether or not the caps are melting. That's been proven. It's they're trying to figure out if it's man-made or not. That's where the argument is. There is no argument about whether or not the caps are melting. You can talk to me about looking out plane windows all you want, dude. Dude, that oh my god, so dangerously close to getting blocked on it. Stansberry was typing in that same tone, dude. Just <laughs> just so aggressive, dude. I like conversation, <laughs> but when you just want to deny stuff just to because you want to deny it, I, that's where you lose me. That's where you absolutely lose me. I'm strongly convicted in what I believe, but easily movable when shown the proof. And that's where I feel like most people should be. I don't approach things from what my my political alliance is. That's why I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. So I always say, you're never going to get me in one of those two boxes because I want to be able to borrow from there and I want to be able to borrow from there. And especially now in 2018, you're not allowed to do that. That if you don't believe staunchly up and down your, your party's aisle, they want to throw you out. That's why I don't want to be in any one of the groups. Because I believe things certain conservatives believe, but I believe in a lot of things that the liberals believe about this, this, and that. That's why I want to be in the middle. 
That's why everybody like me right now seems so crazy because the middle is evaporating. You know, like the ice caps. So an alliance now over the uh, over the Fourth of July holiday. Carnation I read this City. yesterday and I couldn't believe it was real. I read the headline that a guy was setting off homemade bombs. Yeah, and I was like. All right, the guy was lighting off fireworks, and we're getting a little carried away with the fake news here, right? That, right. Like, that's what had happened. Right. So cops get called. This is around 11 o'clock. Richard Bowman is his name. Uh, he's on Freedom Avenue down there in Alliance. And uh, like I said, they get called at 11 o'clock. And officers spoke to a caller who called 911 and watched a video of Bowman. They discovered he had set off multiple homemade bombs. According to police... I'm getting this from news5cleveland.com. Uh, Bowman made several oxygen and um, acetylene, I hope I'm saying that right, style bombs would uh, use a mixture of fuel and air to work. It's then sprayed into a bag before being lit. Please tell everybody how to make bombs. Then the bag burns <laughs> and explodes, right? Like As I'm reading this, I'm like, why are, are they doing this or why am I doing it? Then the bag will then burn and explode, Fantone, resulting in a large concussion that sends, uh, they say, fiery pieces of melted plastic into the air, which of course it would, right? And at first he denied it. But then as they took him to jail, apparently he tells them, look, it's the 4th of July, we're supposed to set the bombs off. <laughs> we're supposed to have explo- uh, We're supposed to have explosions, was the quote. It's the 4th of July, so of course we need explosions, he said. Now, should be pointed out, Bowman, back in 2012, about six years, he was previously convicted of having weapons under disability. He was charged with unlawful possession of danger ordinance, illegal manufacturing, a level two felony, and also having weapons under disability and while intoxicated. Surprise. Dude, imagine if your neighbor, not like it's not black cats he's setting off or no. whatever those, the fire, dude, the guy's like setting bombs off. No, I mean, I complained yesterday about mortared fireworks in my neighborhood and I had a valid complaint in my opinion, Um, but that even is, we're on a new level here now that we're talking about like homemade explosives. That can't be okay, right? You can't be allowed to do that, right? I mean, no. I, I, as an American, though, don't have the right to make to, to, to make an explosion, you know, in my own house. Like, there's there's no rights that we're trampling on here. I can make my own bullets. You know what I'm saying? What about? Are you allowed to make your own bullets? Is that true? You can do it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the legalities of it well, are. I mean, but. I can sell heroin today too. But if I get caught, I'm. Go- I don't know. I don't think you're allowed to make your own bullets. I don't know though. So I mean, God only knows. This is America. God only knows. I bet in Texas you're allowed. Who knows? But I get what you're what you're doing there. I do. I get what you're saying. But what about my rights as the person living next door to you? As like not you. What about my right to have you not blow up my house? Now, setting those bombs off, yes, that's where we're probably getting into something illegal here, but like, I can, I'm not making this argument, I can just hear this argument being made of like, dude, who are you to infringe on my rights to, if I feel like, if I feel like bombs are the best way to defend me, my home, my property, and my family, who are you to stop me? Well, we don't do this by, by, by single person, we do it by community standard, and what's best for all of us, and dude, you're... Your personal freedoms are infringed upon every day. You're required to wear a seatbelt. That's infringing against your your personal freedom. It totally is. And actually, it's done for the sole purpose of just getting in your pocket to take your money. It's about nothing else. You think they care about having to scrape your body off the ground? They don't. They're going to tell you, well, the EMT and like this and that. They don't care. They don't care. They'll get that snow shovel out. They'll pick your 240-pound ass right up off the, <laughs> off the road and dump you in the back of the incinerator and laugh while they do it. They don't care about your body laying in the street at all. It's about your money. 
So seatbelt laws are, you know, infringing on your personal freedom. That's your car. You paid for it. State doesn't. And yet they tell you how fast you can drive it and what you got to wear while being inside of it. Your personal freedoms are infringed upon all the time. So I keep trying to tell you, you have the illusion of freedom in this country. You have just enough freedom to make you. This is what it is, essentially. This is what I've been struggling to say for two weeks. That you have just enough freedom to, to give you the belief that you actually have all of it. That's what you have. You have just enough freedom to think you're actually free. You're not. Your personal freedoms are infringed upon all the time. And if it means my house doesn't get blowed up, then I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. That's a little bit different than a guy carrying a 9mm on his hip to me. To me. But again, we don't do this by a single person here or there. But we do it by community standard. And I think most people in the community don't want things blowing up on the front porch of your neighbor's house. Especially a guy who has already been convicted once before for having firearms when he shouldn't have had them. And having things like that when he shouldn't have had them. All right, uh, this guy's writing in says my old my, my boss showed us the same bombs. It's the gas from cutting uh, from cutting torches, and you fill a plastic bag and light. This just feels like a hold my beer and a guy doesn't have yeah. skin on his face moment. Yeah, I'm just telling you right now, don't get involved with any of that. I think your day is gonna end poorly. It's gonna go sideways, and you're gonna be like, dude, I should have just got drunk and kept listening to the Stansbury. That guy knows everything. Told me about the melting ice caps. Told me not to make bombs on my front porch, dude. He told me LeBron was leaving. That guy's just always right down the center, just always, always, always on it. And you're damn right. We have Weezer and Pixies tickets. You'll get hooked up next on Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansbury Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 2020 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rowhold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rowhold Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RowholdVision.com. Welcome back to the Stan's Show on Rock 106.9. One of our funny uh, listeners of the program, Justin, tweeted and said, Stan's the middle's not disappearing. I fly paper planes over the political divide all the time. The middle's still there. I can see it from my paper plane. It's very funny. If you were listening this previous hour, got to chuckle out of that one. I enjoyed that one. Um, you posed this question, and dude, apparently, dude, like 10 people got right on me. You're like, dude, you can totally make your own ammunition in Ohio. I knew you could. I did. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, what difference is it if you're buying it, making it? You know what I'm saying? You can do it. I don't know, dude. I mean, technically, you can buy dynamite, but I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want you making it. Yeah, when I was younger. I one, can acquire money, but you're not allowed to make it. One of my buddy's dads used to just sit in his basement making bullets all day. And I was always like, dude, what is your dad doing down there? And he's like, avoiding my mom. Yeah, what else do you think he's exactly doing? Right. <laughs> like, he'll make a bunch of bullets and he'll go to the shooting range and then he'll come back. I did not know that. That seems, as a pro-gun person, I don't know if I love that. I don't know if I love ammunition, you know, building centers in basements across Northeast Ohio. I don't know if I'm in love with that. I mean, dude, if you're, if, if certainly if you're, you know, a prepper or something like that, someone who thinks that, you know, the zombie apocalypse or whatever apocalypse is coming, dude, you'd want the ability to make your own bullets, dude. And dude, even if your rights are being infringed upon and, you know, the British are coming back trying to take over America again, you know? Yeah, but dude, like, this is, you get what you pay for. Okay. Right? And if a guy breaks into my house, I know, or at least I feel like I can know, that if I take a bullet out of a box that says Remington on it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. 
I'm trusting me to make bullets? I guess that's the self-reliant man right there. You know, you don't know what Remington's doing. You don't know what they're what 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 they've got going on there, dude. They might be ran over by the libtards. You know what I'm saying? This is you making your own bullets, your own self-sufficient man right there. Mm. No, <laughs> mm. I don't think so. It doesn't sound right. Doesn't that sound nuts? Like, imagine if I said to you, imagine if I came in here this morning and be like, dude, you know you can make grenades? Like, you wouldn't you be like, uh, let's not do that? Making bullets doesn't sound that crazy to me. If you're producing your own guns, that sounds a little bit more like... Well, that's like the 3D printing. People don't are really worried about, about that, that kind of stuff. I don't know Like, Chris that. Rock's famous old bit was, dude, is that don't outlaw guns. Just make every bullet $5,000. That way, dude, if you shoot somebody, you really want to shoot them. And honestly, I know it's a joke, but there is some logic in that. Where it's like, I don't know if I want... The, the the spit tobacco on the floor crowd just making their own ammunition. I don't know. I, I didn't sound good. In the U.S., in the U.S., under federal law, it is legal to make a firearm for your own use. It has to be a firearm uh, that is not regulated by the NFA, so that means it can't be fully automatic, short barrel shotgun, sure. or anything like that. But uh, So if I whittle a pistol out of like an oak tree, ba- I'm allowed to use it? Basically legal to make your own gun. <laughs> So if, so if that's the case, how do I tell you you can't you can't do other things? I, I don't know. This very much seems to me like, well, if I can make the argument of like, well, community standards say that we can't let you make bombs in your in your in your office or in your your basement. Well, then who's to say community standards can't say I can't make my own gun? If if if, if your rights are your rights and they're not to be infringed on, I don't understand how I can how how, how the two things are all that different. Yeah, I guess what I was saying doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yes. I mean, that's not new, but I, <laughs> I, uh, uh, Chad writes in and says, I'm a member of a gun club that shoots every week. I make my own ammo. And honestly, I probably couldn't afford it if I had to buy new ammo yeah. every week. It's just more affordable. Now, I will say that that shooting guns is not a cheap hobby, that it is one of those things that you are definitely into it if you're doing it because of how much money it costs. It's like golf. Right. It's sneakily really expensive. Um, I don't I don't. OK. I believe, I know gun owners Mm -hmm. who I know I could trust to make their own ammunition, okay? But I know gun owners that I don't even want having that gun, Right. let alone filling things with powder, capping it, and doing everything else. It must be easier than I think it is, and there must be less potential for things to go sideways doing it if they're just letting you do that. I mean, do guns are in the center, well, they were a couple of months ago, in the center of everything we're debating right now. And that didn't come up in that conversation? Not once. The amount of times I saw a pump shotgun on the news called an assault rifle or a shotgun called an AR-15 and never once in that conversation, one of those fake news ass jerks like stepped up and said, um, did you know we let them do this? Like, I can't believe nobody ever said that. It, uh, I, I understand the pushback against it, but I also understand that hey, this is your right. Like, I, and, and, and I, I, that's the thing with rights is you don't need a reason to do it. You don't need to explain to me or anyone else what why, you're, why you're doing it, why you're doing it, because I have a right to do it. That is I don't why. I need a reason to do something legal. You're right. right about so, that. so, so with that being said, I just can't, I, I can't. Dude, Separate the two at this point. Ryan tweeting and telling me actually handmade ammo is way more reliable than mass produced. I want to see data. I, I, I'm sorry. It's not that I, well, it is that I don't believe you. I don't understand how that could, this is my thing with vaping too. It's like 
Dude, you mean to tell me when you walk behind, and that's where about that dude behind the counter with that ponytail, you're like, yeah, dude, give me things give me that, that go in my body. Okay, yeah, dude, you made that, all right, I, give me that. I'm going to ingest that? Yeah. Like, nah, I don't yeah. know. It's like, again, I believe if somebody actually knew what they were really doing, that yes, that that maybe that could be true. Because again, production lines get stuff wrong all the time. Sure. Every once in a while, a car comes off the line, lemon. Sure. Every once in a while, you open up your bag, oh my God, they got my order wrong. Mass-produced lines do make mistakes all the time. It does happen. Um, let me see here. Ryan also tweeting in says, I'm an NRA certified firearms instructor and teach class on reloading ammo. If done correctly, it's safer, more accurate, and more reliable ammo. Okay. Well, dude, if you're, I mean, dude, if he's certified, he definitely knows more than I know about it. And I would agree, Ryan, by like reading your tweets that I think that that is probably true of you making ammo. But can I trust my neighbor to have the same credential you have? Right. That's what I'm worried about. But again, I guess I would hear more about accidental something went wrong while you were making ammo. So apparently, my fears are probably unsubstantiated. I don't. I, I apparently what I'm worried about is not happening. We were pretty pro marijuana on the Stansbury show. But parents are doing something with one particular kid that is an abomination, and I believe if I want to be pro something, that when something's going wrong with it, I have to point that out. So we'll do that, and it will be next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I got caught up in climate change. And loading your own bullets and doing all that stuff that I forgot to pass out Weezer's Pixie tickets. I apologize. We're going to do it right here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on that. Let's move over to a less controversial subject now. Uh, and that's me being a little facetious there. Look it up. It's uh, it's marijuana. Okay. And I'm pro-marijuana. I believe in pro-marijuana legalization. Don't talk to me about medical marijuana, even though, dude, I am happy Dr. Matt Noyes is going to get up and running here in Canton, Ohio. And I believe that if you're suffering from... You know, disease, and if you want to use that as as a medicinal thing, then I'm all for it. But what I don't want is for that to be the only way we have access to to marijuana. I know it's a drug. I know. So is sugar. And yet you have all the access you want to that. Nobody will stop you. You can go in buy 15 candy bars right now. Nobody says anything to you. That's a drug. You are dependent on that drug. Coffee. I've had 10 cups today. Welcome to drugs, people. It's drugs. Marijuana is well within the boundaries. Fantone says this all the time and so smartly. It's well within the boundaries of what we allow adults to do. We let you jump out of a plane, for Christ's sakes. That's always his example, and he's so right. It's not. We let you load your own bullets. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you can smoke cigarettes and be okay with that, and I am, I mean, you should have the right to buy cigarettes and smoke them if you want to. So, like, and you can buy alcohol, which is an intoxicant. I don't see what is different about marijuana than those two substances. Well, I I think one's actually more harmful than the other, but I always get pushback when I say it. But I, I do believe that. Yeah. Now, the reason I bring this up is that I am a proponent. Okay. And I always tell people, ah, dude, what you're worried about happening isn't going to happen. The fear, it's like, dude, you have reefer madness. You've been told all these lies about the kind of people that use it. As a matter of fact, I believe more people are using it than what you realize. Mm -hmm. You're definitely friends with people you don't think smoke weed that do because they don't want you judging them And once you find out. You ever go into a place, you start looking around, like uh, you know, a restaurant, grocery store, something like that, where the public is, and you think to yourself, like, who's the highest person in here, dude? Because I know other people are. Who are you? What are you looking at over there? What are you, stoned? There's Who's the highest one here. There's no way you have stepped foot in a room in Canton and been not the person the most <laughs> high in it. But nice try. No, I like it. I like I, I, I like the diversion tactic. This out of Indiana, where a mom and I believe it was her, a mom and her boyfriend 
All right. So not the biological father, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> We're giving their child, I believe he was 13, All right. incentive of marijuana for being good. Oh. And then taking it away from him when he was bad. Oh. Susan Glasscock and Melissa. Oh my God, these are both women. Okay. All that right. picture on the right does not look like a woman. Okay. And Melissa Burton, 36 of Greenfield, faced child neglect charges uh, as the investigation started back in June when police were called to a home in response to a disturbance. Here's what happened. The boy had gotten into a fight with one of them over the amount of money he and his mother made selling video games at a store. Oh, my God. Doesn't that sound like the worst afternoon ever? Yo, jeez, like, Oh, my God, dude. We need gas. Go sell the go sell the original <laughs> Nintendo. We'll get 30 bucks. And then, you know, we'll put 30 on. We'll get put 25 on five and give me a pack of turnies. Like, you just, <laughs> you just know that's the way that afternoon went down. Yeah. Not all gas. We still need a couple of them cigs. Let's get some cigs. So apparently, dude, they ended up pushing the dude down to the ground. Pushing the 13-year-old yeah, down to the ground. Yeah, he pushed him down to the ground, and then one of these women, they're both very, uh, very, very large. Then the, one of them laid on him. Ugh. He managed to get away and punched her in the gut. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, dude. What, are, what is happening in Indiana? I, uh, dude, I bet this is common in Indiana. They interviewed several other people as part of the investigation, including the boy's grandfather, who told them he was concerned that his grandson wasn't being treated well. He said that the mother had hit the boy before and that he was sometimes given drugs. Uh, the grandfather also said the boy didn't have his own bedroom. When he stayed with his mo- mother, the boy was living in terrible living conditions and needed to be removed. So during an interview with the cops, the boy said the couple gave him marijuana and taught him how to roll marijuana cigarettes. Joints. He told investigators that the woman would give him pot if he did something good or ground him for marijuana if he didn't behave. The boy had said they had given him weed 50 times in the last 90 days. Dear God. Dude, see, I read this. Marijuana is totally safe for me. But it's not a safe thing for you to give a developing child. Yeah. Much like, dude, beer is safe for me. Yeah, I mean, and I think safe is a debatable term, but well, it's, it's all poison. It's on the side of safe. It's uh, all yes. poison. Uh, you know, small doses. Yes. We we've talked about this in the past for people who are like, dude, weed it just cures everything, bro. Just every single yeah. ailment you have, and no, it doesn't, dude. You can't make the argument to me that smoking something is good for your lungs. No. At the end of the day, it is not good for your lungs. Agreed. Period. Like, there's no debate. Didn't of we that. burn it like something like 400 degrees or if something. You, if you're inhaling smoke, whether it's from a campfire, a cigarette, or marijuana, it is negative. To your lungs, I, I I I will not come off of that. Well, I don't know, dude. A guy flew over me last <laughs> okay, night, right, looked down right. at me, and my chest wasn't smoking. Fine, dude. He, he says it's fine. Lungs are fine. He says it's fine. Uh, but yes, you, you have to look at the difference here between a fully grown adult and his ability to make decisions for himself, a fully functional adult brain versus a 13-year-old. Now, am I going to say that 13-year-olds aren't smoking weed? Of course not. No, but you would not want your 13-year-old smoking weed. Of course not. I'm not going to just be like, yeah, bro, go ahead and smoke weed. Like... I, I I understand that that kids are going to be kids. My kids would have to be grown and moved out of my house before I smoke weed with them. Yes, you. That's have to be, my rule. You would have to be financially independent. You would out have, of my house. You would have to have your ish together. I would have to look at your life and Even say, that. you know what, you're fine. Ah, now, ah. as as non parents, we're in like this. Well, maybe my hypothetical child, but like. 
I'll have a beer with my kid when he's 21 and old enough to do it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's. We're arguing it's not that different. Right. So Yeah. I mean, I guess I would, but I would want my kids to be financially independent, out of my house, grown. I want my kids to be grown. I think that's always the argument to make when people are like, "Well, should weed be legal?" And it's like, yes, but like, there's alcoholics and 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 drinking's you know still legal. So like, there's going to be people who allow marijuana to negatively impact their life. And if that's you, just like an alcoholic, I'm gonna look at you and say, "Go get your life together." where like I feel like yeah I can go drink a beer and it's going to be okay well as a proponent I can tell you marijuana has negatively affected my life throughout my life is it debilitating no but has it caused problems issues concerns over the I don't know 30 years or whatever no less obviously but like over the 20 year period that I've been using it 42 I'm trying to think of when you're getting I close to thirty, dude. You're getting close to thirty years of usage because I don't know when you did, but I assume it was in your mid-teens, right? All right, so I know the first time I tried it, I was with a, a girl named Jody who lived at the end of my street. Okay, and yeah, I was probably oh my god, I was probably thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. It's somewhere in there, right? I was probably I mean, thirteen, and then I kind of laid off it for a while. Um, I didn't really go back, and then it was like more later in high school. And then after high school, I didn't do it for like three years. Honestly, I was like, after that, I was like totally off of it. And a buddy of mine who I went to high school with ended up getting a job where I worked. And he was a big, like, stoner kind of kid. And so, like, we would hang out Friday after work. And next thing you know, one thing led to another. And I've been on it ever since. And I believe it's perfectly acceptable for an adult to use. That's why I don't have a problem telling you. But and I also think it's a little bit of like, guys, we need to give up this fight. Look what's happening in Colorado, Oregon, Nevada with the money. I've said it a thousand times. There's a negative story now coming out of Denver where they're saying homeless people are migrating towards Denver because of the legal marijuana. I don't get it. What they do cash in three bottles of Boone's Farm to get a bus <laughs> ticket from Florida to Denver? I don't believe it. I think that that's hysteria being written in the paper. Well, and there's going to be some negative that comes along with it. I, I don't think that it's just going to be like, well, everything's perfect here, and you know, there's been zero issues, and like, there's going to be some hiccups along the way, but yeah, like, sure. that's such is the case of life, man. I mean, there's, there's speed bumps on this road called life. For sure there is, but I think the positives outweigh the negative, but when a story like that happens, you do got to point that out, because people then will accuse me of, you know, you're just pro this, and you never expose this side, because Stansbury, you're showing us your bias. I know, you heard a word on TV and want to use it. It's like, that's like the worst thing in the world now, is like, everybody's got like a word of the day calendar now, they just repeat, you know, all right, and it's like, oh my god, it's just so, so annoying. Weezer. And the Pixies, a band I love, by the way, playing July 11th. Blossom, let's get you in. We'll take caller 25, 1-800-243-7625 on that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I, uh, I saw this yesterday. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I did see it, and it'd be crazy not to mention it. Do you see this story where the London mayor says, yeah, okay, this big inflatable balloon of the president dressed like a baby, of President Trump dressed like a baby, and we'll allow it to float through the city? And like people are passing this out, like this is going to happen. I don't believe you're going to see an inflatable Trump baby balloon allowed. First of all, if you think the mayor's the one that makes that decision, I bet he's not. Who do you think is? Oh, I don't know, dude, but you're flying over airspace, right? Like, at some point, dude, isn't the FAA or whatever their version of that, isn't, aren't they going to want to be involved? My guess is yes. 
I guess I didn't look at it from that perspective, but like, well, I, dude, what could be in that thing? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, I'm sure that, like, I mean, even Macy's needs to get the permission to do the parade. I'm sure that the mayor would be able to make that happen, right? I don't know if the mayor can give you a clearance for that. I'm, I don't know. I'm just I saying, don't know. would be able to, like, he would help you facilitate. Yeah, I could see that and, maybe, but I don't think that you'll see that happen when the president goes. I believe it was London, right? Is where that was going to happen. I, I don't I don't believe you will see that happen. It would be kind of funny. I can't lie, but I don't know. What do what you? What, 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 is is that your grand stance? Is like, oh, I'm going to put this balloon. I, I I think it's stupid. It's just dumb. Like you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I, like I, I don't know what you're getting out of that. So I saw this, and this is opinion based. So I, I don't know if we can ever reach you know a a real point of conclusion here. All right. But uh, again, from blabbermouth.net. That Rocket Queen, the final track on Appetite for Destruction, okay. was voted the best song on Appetite for Destruction. Now, it is my favorite, but I don't know if you could list it as the best as it's six minutes and 15 seconds long. 6.13, I believe, is the runtime of Rocket Queen. That's long, and you're probably not listening to all of it. So if I add, if I weigh it all in, I'm not sure you could list it as the best. I also think some of those songs have so much burn on them. And they're so good, but they've been overplayed that you will no longer enter them into the discussion of what would be the best song ever on that album. But you got to admit, and I always say this, Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Jungle are fantastic songs and really well done that I'm not sure you could overlook those. Uh, yes, you do have to weigh in the burn factor, but you also have to weigh in the commercial success factor. I don't ever think that's the exclusive barometer of, hey, is a band great or not? But you can say that Nickelback sucks, but the millions upon millions of albums sold totally disagree with you there. I'm not saying Nickelback the best band on the face of the planet, but that very much flies in the face of that. There's a reason why Sweet Child of Mine is still played as a staple of rock radio. What did Vinnie Paul want, played at his right. funeral? And that's Vinnie Paul, dude. That's, 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 that's a, a, a founding right. member of Pantera. Sweet Child and Welcome to the Jungle were the songs he asked for. Sweet Child is the answer, dude. I, I, I'm, really? I'm, I'm not saying that rock... Best song on the album. Yes, I'm not saying Rocket Queen sucks. I'm not saying Brownstone sucks. I'm not saying any of that album sucks. But when it comes down to it, when you look at... What was bigger in the moment, Paradise or Sweet Child? I don't remember well enough to say that. I mean, dude, Paradise was on MTV, although so was Sweet Child. I just think that... Dude, look how good this record is. Right. We've got multiple songs where we can say, like, no, this is the one. I think it's the best debut record of all time. I also think it's the best record I own cover to cover. you You can put Sweet Child, Paradise... And welcome all in the conversation. I don't think anything else off the album makes it into the, that rare air up there. Brownstone? Mm-mm. Not as, not, as, not as nearly commercially successful, and I feel like that has to be a big part of it. Now, can you pick out, like, well, technically this part's better, Slash sounds better here, sure. I mean, yeah, Out to Get Me was great, but you're not going to do it. You're right. No, you do need a little bit of commercial success with it. Yeah, it have at least been released as a single. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be pretty high up on that list. So, uh, a, 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 a fantastic debut album, a fantastic album, uh, Sweet Child of Mine's the best song on it. I've seen everything imaginable pass before these eyes. I've had everything that's tangible. Honey, you'd be surprised. I'll never forget the first time I've ever heard that. And I remember thinking to myself at like 
11 years old. Like, I don't even know what it totally means, but it sounds bad, and I wish I was that dude. Rocket Queen's always been my favorite song off that album. I I can't discount your your opinion and your logic for Sweet Child, but I think I would have to... And this flies in the face of my first argument for knocking out Rocket Queen. I had no idea. I didn't remember. Paradise City, the album version of that, is 6 minutes, 46 seconds. Long, yeah. Dude, Sweet Child of Mine is a six-minute song. Jesus Christ. Now, Do you give a band cocaine? They just do whatever they want, right? I was going to say, and you, you got to remember, the producer at the time probably didn't expect these to be like smash hit singles. So I was like, yeah, dude, keep playing. Who cares? Mike Clink was the producer of that record, yeah. by the way. Mike Clink. Pretty talented dude. I was surprised, but I guess if you ask people from like a rock blog who consider themselves to be music people and don't want to give you the, the stock answer of Welcome or Sweet Child, they're going to vote for like the song they think is coolest. Um, but yeah, you're probably, for me, it would be Paradise City if we're going commercial, but Sweet Child of Mine is probably the biggest hit off of the record. This is pretty good, though. I love that song. But the whole record's good, dude. Anything Goes was really good. Your Crazy's really good, although I like the version off of Lies a little bit better. Out to Get Me was good. Night Train was fantastic. Dude, the whole record's good. There's not one piece of filler on Appetite for Destruction. Not one. God. Dude, if, dude, if you ask most bands, they would do that. I bet they would trade five records if they could record a record that good. I, I bet most bands would trade five records to make one record that good. Here's what I know. I would trade most bands five albums if they could give me one that good. I don't think, do we may not see another album to be that good cover to cover for a long, long time. Wow. Appetite was something else. Helped save this format. There's no denying that. We'll close out the program. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rockin' Roller. Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. <laughs> if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple slots. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? Gomes with a fly ball, deep left field. Gordon's going to watch it go into the bullpen. Second grand slam in as many games for the Indians. 
their eighth of the year. Yeah, it's it's for real, for real. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the kid. I, I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Yeah, that's right. That girl just talked to you about drinking her dog's pee. Yeah, so if you have cancer right now, just go drink some dog pee. You're going to be fine. Prove it. To cure it. <laughs> Prove it. Nobody pushed her for the facts on that. Nope. nope. Nobody. Just, yeah, it's true. She's saying it. We just took it. We laughed. Everybody had a good time with it. Nobody put her on the hot seat of like, uh, let's see the study. Those must be those internet facts uh-huh. I keep hearing about. Yeah, the, uh-huh. the, the climate change denier is like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm never going to believe internet facts. Okay, again, I'll say it slowly for the people who aren't picking it up. Multiple, 20, I believe it was the last time I looked, 20 peer review studies. Those aren't internet facts. Those are scientists checking one another and saying, yeah, you can run with that. I double checked your math. It adds up. There, that's it. First Fridays tonight, buddy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And these are the good ones. Yeah. July, August are the good ones. Oh, yeah, man. You you know, the weather's good. You get to take advantage of Dora. For those of you that don't know, you can drink in the street in Canton because, well, it's Canton. We need to be happy about something. (laughs) Just come, (laughs) please, please come downtown. So just booze it up and walk around. Uh, But that part's great. And obviously next month we have, you know, the Hall of Fame festivities. But, like, dude, the weather's good for these. And the weather's supposed to be great today and not overwhelmingly hot, which I would imagine this is going to be massively attended. And thank God, because your boy wants to stumble around the street drunk with a glass of beer and look at hot chicks. Look, I can't wait. Looking for a target-rich environment That's down exactly there. right. Yeah, dude, I assume that it will be a pretty hopping first Friday. You're right. The weather's not going to be like, it's not going to be brutally no, it's hot. It's supposed to be 78 today. I think, I think, I think the rain is all taken care of it's at supposed this to be point. Done. So, uh, dude, by the way, man, the flooding last night, seeing more and more pictures of that, dude, it was just, just a flash flood last I night. I didn't realize this area flooded as much as it does. Yeah, dude, there was just, I mean, I, I know there was like a, a sports field up on like 25th and Harvard. That was like waist deep into water and stuff like that. And just countless people have been putting pictures of their basements up. And it's just like this one guy had water coming out of his toilet because it had backed up so much. So there was just like water coming out of his toilet. I'm like, my, God, it's awful. My buddy Phil actually put on Facebook this morning. He was like, dude, never again am I buying a house with a basement. Never. He was right. like, I will not go through this again. So it must have gotten pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, it just seemed uh, by all accounts, man, yesterday was just it was just a flash flood. Ugh. Do you have any plans to go out tonight for first Friday? Uh, now that we talk about it and now that you say it's july 1st friday and you know what maybe 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 that's the move right there i'm playing golf early afternoon with a couple of buddies that will run a little bit late but dude i can see myself running home after that taking a shower and trying to hit downtown and then uh trying to make that happen because you're absolutely 100 correct that will be a target rich environment and uh dude not wearing a lot because the weather will be good yeah there you go sundresses everywhere yeah your boy likes the sound of that aside from that we are done for the day be back at it live monday morning 6 a.m on rock 106.9 you guys have a fantastic weekend see ya the stansberry show we may not be a global epidemic yet on iHeartRadio. this is a dream come true canton's rock station rock 106.9
Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. If you were there this past weekend, you know what a good time Honor Fighting Championship events are. But if you missed out, don't worry. I got good news for you. You can still make it to their next.